I can't remember what Seeing we've what people, Well, we've got a new review. Oh, okay. Should we Let's start with that. To, okay. I was just having just a so preliminary good. podcast discussion with Ellie there. Just uh, As you know, we do hours of planning. <laughs> just and I was just saying, I don't know what we got. And then Ellie's just commented that we have a review. So we're going to start the podcast with that. So in usual fashion, we're just... We started the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to it. Hello. Who are you calling a twit, David? Really, there's no way to talk to your listeners. Oh, I'm oh. off already. Good news. We're still five out of five stars. Excellent. Still 100% five star rated yeah. across the board. This... Across the board, that's what we call our listeners. But even though they're bored, they still leave five star reviews. So that suggests that they're not bored. Anyway, mm. continue, Ellie. This one is from Lucy, and it's entitled... Oh, hang on. Not the same Lucy. I suppose it can be more than one, it can be more than well, one it's, Lucy. Well, it's Lucy who commented last week, but oh, she but has she's not never read a review. review. No. I made a comment oh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, didn't I, that listener Lucy said, naturally hilarious. That wasn't true. No, was, that was um, one Slayer lover. One Slayer lover who left a review saying yeah. that. Lucy just left a comment on the podcast. She but now she's upgraded to a review of the podcast. We know it's five stars. Does naturally hilarious feature in there? Let's find out across to Ellie because all good podcasts start by just reading out <laughs> prayers for our podcast. Well, it's entitled Nuts, so oh, I don't know. Is that referring That's to the good. testicle uh, item? This podcast is absolutely bonkers and I love it. Ellie and David are both hilarious. Thank you, Lucy. Oh, Lucy's last, deliberately done that because last time, last time when she left a comment, she just said David is naturally hilarious, and Ellie no, was a little bit. He, she did. Oh no, that wasn't Lucy. That was. Stop I keep forgetting. I said it again. of me to okay. Lucy. It wasn't. But her. Lucy is correcting that. Yeah. Okay. Ellie's laugh is infectious. Not anymore. Well, I'm no, COVID-free. Exactly. Uh, I especially love Herbal Tea of the Week, even yes. though I don't like tea. Cassette Roulette and Tales of Harrowing Journeys and Gigs. Their podcast oh. makes me properly laugh out loud. Well, Lucy, you are going to enjoy if you like today's. the stories of harrowing journeys and harrowing yeah. gig things, then you're going to enjoy this podcast. Strap yourself in. I'm just saying that because I know that Lucy's into bondage, so uh, we, we know our fans quite intimately. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to this episode of the David Eagle Podcast. Previously on the David Eagle Podcast. <laughs> you little blighter. Hold the vasty fields of France. No. Hello, would you like to buy some meat? Cover yourself in pepper. <laughs> we are coming. Oh my goodness, that is <laughs> tiny. <laughs> David Eagle, what have you done? Oh, I got sick of the Oh, fucking shitting, fucking stop it. Has your 16-year-old daughter reached the elephant's penis yet? Unbelievable, David Eagle. Unbelievable. Welcome to the podcast presented by a man with a wit sharper than a testicle shaver from Smooth My Balls. It's the David Eagle Podcast. Hello, everybody. Hello. I mean... <laughs> I think that was all self-explanatory. If you've not heard the David Eagle podcast before, then uh, I'm sure that you'll, you'll understand exactly what's just gone on there. <laughs> I think it's a really good overview as to the sorts of things you've missed out and you have the opportunity to go back to. Uh, the testicle shaver reference, incidentally, is uh, due to one of our feature spammer times in which we were contacted by a company. For some reason, they contacted Ellie um, to say, would you like to be a rep for our company Smooth My Balls, a testicle shaving company? I don't know what they know that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out, though, that they're rather disreputable. People who had their testicles shaved have, I would say, well, they very nearly didn't live to tell the tale. And I suppose tale in both senses of the word, maybe. But anyway. We didn't mean to go into testicles so quickly, did No, we? I don't think there's... I think this is a testicle-free zone on this week's podcast. But then again, I think we have said that before, and then testicles does tend to rear 
its head. <laughs> <laughs> but and in fact, our feature, Spammer Time, we're going to change it ever so slightly yeah. this time. We're going to have Scammer Time, mm. because this week I was well and truly scammed. An incident that happened on Saturday night, and that is our harrowing journey story. It's the return of our feature, Herbal Tea of the Week. Hooray! We'll be smelling and tasting a cold brew tea now that we have our smell and taste back. It's yep. taken a, a three-week hiatus because of lack of smelling and tasting ability. But what will be our herbal tea of the week? And can it knock the Tea Pigs mint chocolate chip off the top spot? Find out on this week's The David Eagle Podcast. Also, it's the return of Cassette Roulette. Mm-hmm. It's the feature where Ellie puts a hand in my big box, pulls out a cassette, and whatever is on that cassette that I recorded from my, my childhood up until my teenage years, we shall play it on the podcast. But who knows what mysteries are housed on this week's mystery cassette? Well, I do, is the answer. <laughs> and you shall, and Ellie shall, very mm-hmm. soon. I shall give you a little audio clue. <laughs> there you go. So, what do you think? Find out mm. it, what's on that cassette soon. Also, we've got ooh. some comments from listeners. We've got some comments from listeners to read out. And of course, last week we gave you a bit of a tease. Ellie was very low on energy, so we didn't tell the story that week. But after taxi driver and comedian Trevor Bickles, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, announced that he'd had the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, in the back of his mm. cab, I pointed out that Ellie has her own Archbishop story. She is related to King Henry VIII. We talked about that on a previous podcast, but she's also related to a former Archbishop of Canterbury, and we should be telling you more about that as well. All that and more coming up on this week's The David Eagle Podcast with me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. Okay, then, before we start, shall we uh, get on with some comments, Ellie? Yes. See what listeners have been saying. So, last week was a slightly different type of podcast because I wasn't involved. No. Well, it was no. partly be to protect you yes. from having to listen to that. Because it is stressful for me to hear people threatening to beat you up, to be fair. It's not, exactly. It's not me <laughs> you who does that. She doesn't like it when other people say it. So, Carl has commented, he that says... was a cry for helplessness. <laughs> Carl says, phew, that was a stressful listen. Folk music sounds like a safer career bet at this point. No one's ever offered to kick my head in for playing the cash on the Waldsither. Anyway, these are all the best road stories that comedians tell. Nobody wants to hear you talk about the gigs where you went down brilliantly, do they? I know Robin Ince has a lot to say on this topic. Anyway, it sounds like you're over the Covid, so looking forward to hearing about some lovely herbal tea rather than you narrowly avoiding having your head kicked in. Well, it's a very multifaceted podcast, isn't it? Yes. We... Threats of violence towards disabled men. We... <laughs> Don't give away our, one of our new features, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've sort of teased them with a new feature. Next week, we are... Our first person up is the uh, fellow blind comedian, Chris McCausland, who's doing a lot better than me. He's on the TV. <laughs> we're going to pin him to the ground and we're going to use a Smooth My Balls uh, testicle shaver <laughs> and have our wicked way with him. So, hey, that's a, that's a new feature. But let's get back to uh, this. It's interesting that uh, Carl should mention... Robin Ince, actually, yeah. because I did a gig with Robin Ince on Sunday in Essex, and Robin Ince was going to come on the podcast, apparently. 
when we met, he said, oh, I haven't listened to the podcast with your rough pub Kent gig that you did, but uh, I'll, I'll give it a listen. And then I said, well, if you want to lower your standards, you're very welcome <laughs> to come on our podcast. And he said, I'd love to. But that was before he has heard the podcast. So maybe if he's listening and he's hearing just constant comments about testicle shaving and things like that, then maybe he's going to rescind his offer. But he said he would come on and he would talk about uh, some harrowing journey stories because he's got plenty of those to tell. So hopefully that'll happen in the next couple of weeks. So there we go. Yeah. Scammer time! Ah. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> right, hang on. Why does it do that? Like, every time I tell it, one one jingle finishes, don't move on to the next one, and, and it just now and again it just goes, no, I'm going to, I'm going to move on to the next bit. <laughs> right, hang on. We'll sort that out. So now, we'll try it. Scammer time! There you go. I had a gig in Essex on Sunday. That was the Robin Inns gig, but that was an afternoon gig. So I needed to get to Essex early afternoon. I had a gig in Manchester the previous night. I looked to go from Manchester to Sheffield, but I wasn't. I wasn't. I was going to get in about half one by the time I got in. Then I'd have to be up for half six, seven o'clock to then head to London. And it was going to cost when I looked. It was going to cost one hundred and thirty-seven pounds for me to get from Sheffield to Essex. Well, I thought that's going to be ridiculous. I can't. Yeah. I can't do that because also then I'd have to pay for a train from Manchester to Sheffield. Then I'd need a taxi yeah. to get me from Sheffield to. Home. Home. And then I'd only get maybe like four or five hours sleep, and then I'd be up again having to go from Sheffield to London. And it was going to cost, yeah, another taxi as well. So it was going to cost 137 quid, and I just thought I'm going to make nothing from the gig. That train would have got me there safely with a couple of hours to, to spare. But then if I wanted to play a little bit of a risk, so it would have been fine. I'd have been perfectly on time if everything had gone right with the train, but if anything had gone wrong, I'd have missed the gig or I'd missed the start of the gig. If I wanted to take that risk, I could have got a train from Sheffield for £73. But this is the problem. It's like, do I take the risk and save a bit of money but then potentially miss the gig? So it'd be a bit ridiculous if I got all the way to Essex to essentially just miss the gig for the sake of saving 80 quid. If I'd have got the train that would have meant that I would have missed the gig, it would have got me in an hour later. I mean, technically, I could have made it. I'd been five minutes late for the gig, but I would have made it, essentially, if nothing had gone wrong. That would have cost me £37. But I was essentially paying an extra £100 just to get me there to do the gig. So it would have actually been cheap. To have actually would have been cheaper, Ellie, yeah. to have gone from Sheffield to Essex and missed the gig <laughs> than it would have been to have got there for the gig. Because the amount of money that I was going to get for the gig was <laughs> absolutely pointless. So then I had a look from the trains from Manchester. Then I don't have to get a train from Manchester to Sheffield on the Saturday night. I can just stay over somewhere. It was £47. So I thought, well, that's what I'll do. I'll stay in Manchester. Surely I'll be able to get a room for 50 or 60 quid. Well... We had a look. It was absolutely impossible. The only room that we could find, there weren't even really having any hostel rooms, not that I no. wanted a hostel, but there was nowhere to book. Everything seemed to be booked up. And the only room I could get was in a place called Sasha's Hotel in Manchester, part of the Britannia Hotel chain, which is a chain that I've not heard of before. So we booked this room. I didn't want to book it. It was £125, but I had no choice because at this point, I'd already booked my train from Manchester to London now. So I'd already paid the £47. So I had to get that train. The deal was on this thing that you pay, £125, but they charge your card on arrival. However, at three o'clock on the day, basically, you're paying whether you turn up or not. So they basically say, you now have no cancellation option. Your room has been booked. If you don't show up, there's no cancellation policy. You've paid £125. So £125 is essentially now gone. And that's fine. Why am I bothered about that? Because I'm leaving the... I'm going to stay in that room. So that's, that's brilliant. It's all confirmed. 
So then I do the gig, I uh, get in a taxi to take me to the hotel, because I think I want to get there in time for checking, because checking closes at 11.30. And I thought, well, I've paid for this room, I don't want to get there late, and then have to sleep on the street. So I get there at 11 o'clock, so still plenty of time. I walk through the door, and the man at reception says, have you checked in yet? And I said, no, no, I haven't checked in yet. And he says, ah, well, there's, I'm afraid we've got no rooms. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, it's, it's, no, I've, I've booked the, the room. It's, I've got the em- it's email. You know, I've got the email confirmation. I just haven't checked in. And he said, no, no, I'm afraid we've, uh, we, don't, we don't have any rooms. I said, no, I, what I mean is uh, the room's booked. I've got the email saying that my card's... Sorry. Right. What's going on? Duolingo wants me to do some Swedish. All right. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, and he's got to do some Swedish. So we'll, we'll, we'll be back after this. I believe in miracles. <laughs> Oh, well, I might have to wait, Duolingo. We're in the middle of a story here. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right. Duolingo's being a bit sarcastic with me because it's saying that 314-day streak is impressive, I guess. Do oh, you want you to didn't, do another one? You didn't know she did a streak every day, did you? <laughs> uh, well, there you are. We talked about her uh, Patreon account. Actually, your Duolingo, there is quite a lot we can talk about with that. Yeah. But we'll save that for another day because otherwise we'll never get through this. We'll never get through <laughs> So I'm thinking, oh, it's just been a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of misunderstanding. He doesn't realise that what I'm saying is the room's been booked and I'm just trying to check in. Yeah. But then he says, no, 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 we've overbooked, we've sold all the rooms. And I said, yes, I've got a room. No, 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 we've sold the room more than once. And I said, well, how can you do that? And he said, oh, well, people have come in, we've sold the room. So basically what he said is people have come in and because they've just paid on the door, they've got in before me, even though I've paid for a room. And the reason for that is because they can obviously charge more because people are desperate. There's no hotels in Manchester. So someone's maybe come in at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock or whatever, and they've just gone, yeah, you can have that room. And I was thinking, oh, well, what he's going to say now is, and I was feeling a bit frustrated because I thought, oh, he's now going to say, oh, we've put you up in a hotel, but I'm afraid it's the other side of Manchester or something like that. And I think I've got an early train in the morning. I, I... I don't need this hassle. Little did I know, there was a lot more hassle than that to come. So I said, well, what do we do then? And he said, well, we've rung around the uh, various hotels in Manchester, but I'm afraid Manchester is just fully booked. Um, so there's, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. There's nothing we can do. There's nowhere for you to stay. So I said, so what do I do? He said, well, basically, there's no room here. There's nowhere to stay. Nothing we can do. And I thought, well, there is. There's maybe nothing you can do now, but there certainly was something that you could have done, which was not oversell rooms, not book more rooms, because essentially what they've done is they've sold my room on, hoping that I wouldn't show, Mm. which is a massive gamble to take, hoping that I wouldn't show, and then they would keep my money because there's no cancellation fee. So they'd get £125 and they'd get the £200 or whatever they've done, so they'd make an absolute fortune from it. Now... They said they'd rung around every hotel. We now know that that wasn't the case because Ellie had a look online because obviously then I rang Ellie up and there were rooms available but they were like £330 or something. So they obviously didn't want to pay the difference to honour your booking and put you up somewhere else. Yeah, so they could have paid a little bit extra, they would have missed out. They took a gamble on me not showing and it it didn't pay off. So now they've got to honour the fact that rather than leaving me homeless, rather than leaving me sleeping on the streets, they're going to give me a hotel room. 
But no, they wouldn't do that. So essentially what they'd have done, they'd just rung Travelodge and Premier Inn and they said, no, there's nothing, and that's it. And then more people started filing in and they're like, uh, have you checked in, says the man. No, we haven't checked in yet. I'm afraid you, uh, we've got no rooms. No, no, it's fine, I've, I've booked. <laughs> and he's having the same conversation and now there's more so and more ridiculous. people going, well, what are we going to do? So I said, well, why didn't they just message me at five o'clock in the evening and say, really sorry, there's been an admin error, your room's gone. Because then I could have rang a friend to see if there's anyone in Manchester. I could have seen if there was a hostel room. It would have been inconvenient. You could have spoken to the audience that you're yeah, in front of. I just, performed in front of I just performed in front of 200 people. <laughs> I then left all of the comedians and the organisers of the gig and everything. They literally told me when I walked through the door and the reason they did that was because if they said, we haven't got a room for you, they'd have had to give me my money back. Yeah. So what they were hoping was I just wouldn't show. Just wouldn't turn up. So... It's all about making money, but because they wanted to make more money, they've left me stranded on the streets. And it's bad enough that they're sending people away and that they're sending a number of people away, but you are a disabled person, you are blind, you are more at risk to be turfed out onto the streets. You are a moron. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's by the by, mate. You are a (laughs) moron. You are a more at-risk person if you are having to sleep on the streets for a night. Yeah, and I've got my accordion, I've got my laptop with me, my phone hasn't got much charge, because I was just thinking, well, I'll charge it up when I get to the hotel room. And you require the phone for navigation purposes and also to be able to, you know, get up in the morning and the train has got your ticket on it. Yeah. So many things. So it's a really dangerous thing to do to be turfing people out like this. But also, I have a gig as well. I've got a 50-minute spot on in Essex and then I've got to go to London and do a spot there so I've got two gigs that day and now I'm faced with the fact of not potentially not getting any sleep I've got nowhere to sleep and I said well while I try and formulate a plan you know is there somewhere I can sit you know have you got benches or chairs or anything he said oh no we don't really have any chairs and he says uh, you know you can sit on the stairs but obviously when, when you know our customers are going to be coming up to go to their rooms you'll have to move when that happens <laughs> I thought I am your customer they're going up to my room you bloody idiot and <laughs> We managed to find you a hostel room, mm. um, thanks to a, a man who I think is probably a bit confused and scared because I was quite firm with him on the phone. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd rung up the previous day because I had found a hostel, maybe, but you were going to be in a, like a dorm room, which wouldn't be great. Well, I thought with COVID as well, I don't really yeah. want to be sharing dorms. It's but not ideal. Now, at this point, I'm <laughs> desperate for whatever. So the day before, I don't know if I've told you all this, the day before when I'd rung up and I'd said, look, I need a room for my partner, he is blind so I just need to check before I book with you because I'm, I'm on the booking page if there's going to be someone at reception to show him to the room and he was like oh no we're fully booked I was like well you're not fully booked because I'm about to book a room on your website and it's going to let me oh well we can't take disabled people what <laughs> And I was what? like, what? What? He said, oh, because we've got no staff in the building after 12 o'clock. Oh, this o'clock. is terrible because <laughs> we were going to get, we get Chris McCausland staying in the local youth hospital. We weren't going to pay him very much. So we can't put him up there now. No, we won't uh. put him But he was like, oh, well, if there's no staff overnight. So if there was a problem, we couldn't help. I was like, well, there won't be a problem. He just needs someone to give him a key, show him where his room is. It'll be absolutely fine. Someone give him a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> he said... Does he use a wheelchair? I said, no, he's just blind. All it is, he can't see very well. <laughs> he just needs a bed for the night. He was like, oh, okay. I can reserve you a room. 
goodbye. I was like, do you want to take his name? This is on the Friday before I booked the hotel room. I was like, do you want to take his name? He said, oh, yeah. I was like, okay, can you send me an email confirmation to tell me where the place is so I can send it to him because he's not at home at the moment. He was like, oh, no, I can't send you an email confirmation because the owner is not here until tomorrow. And so this is partially why I hadn't booked there. But he did say, I will save a room. I'll make sure he has a bed. Don't you worry. You You can trust me. This is on Friday night. (laughs) So... Then I rang back on Saturday when I found out that the hotel had turfed David out and I said, have you got any rooms? No, we're fully booked. I said, have you? Because yesterday you told me you were fully booked Mm. and you said you'd save me a room. He said, oh yes, for Thomas? No, for David. That's the one, yes, he said. (laughs) (laughs) Said, who am I talking to? And he gave me his name. He's like, ah, yes, I spoke to you yesterday. You were very helpful and you offered to keep a room. Now my fiancé has been kicked out of his hotel. Do you still have a bed for him? He said, it's fine. I'm here till midnight. I said, okay, I'll ring him back. So then I rang you, told you where you were going to get to. Which was disconcerting because he was here till midnight, but the place was 10 minutes away. Yeah. I'd just spent 30 to 40 minutes just (laughs) arguing with this bloke and trying trying to sort things out. So now I'd lost time. So now I've been told I've got till midnight to get to this hostel that's 10 minutes away. There's no point trying to get a taxi because he's not going to arrive in time. I'm not going to be able to find one. So I had to walk. So I'm walking through rainy Manchester because of course it's raining. It's Manchester. So there is going to us out onto the rainy streets and, and everyone's really drunk as well and Maps is just saying oh yeah just go straight on and then I'm, the next thing I know I'm like falling down these steps and then there's some bloke saying something like uh, someone's blind drunk I was just getting like heckled by drunk, drunk people. people and I'm getting more and more wound up at this point because I'm worried that I'm not going to get there before midnight because it's now 10 to and I've st- it's still telling me I've got 10 minutes to go even though I've been walking for 10, 10 minutes, minutes it's still telling me I've got 10 minutes to go because I haven't got really got very far so I was on the phone to you and you were getting worried you wouldn't get there so I said I will ring back and I'll check so I rang the hostel and I spoke to the man and I said look he's on his way but he's got a little bit lost because drunk people are awful um, (laughs) and they're getting in his way he said don't you worry I'll stay here as long as it takes until he gets oh, in. Oh, so, so suddenly... he is the hero. Well, actually, I on the way there, Bumped suddenly I hear someone say, David Eagle! <laughs> David Eagle! <laughs> oh, now's not the time for an admiring fan. <laughs> All the bailiffs have caught up with me again. <laughs> and it turned out it was a, it was another comedian, Ash Preston. He'd just been doing a gig, and he just... It's bumped into He just you. bumped into me, he just seen me there. So then, fortunately, because he was there, he then was able to take me to the hostel. So I, I get into the hostel, and... And the first thing that happens is, have you got your ID? <laughs> and I thought, I've come all this way. Imagine if I didn't have my passport on me. And the worst thing is, I always carry my passport with me in my bag, but we'd taken it out when I'd forgotten. We'd taken it out because we needed it for when we were doing our PCR, PCR test. So we, I'd taken it out for that, handed the passport in, and I hadn't put it back in my bag. Fortunately, Ellie had remembered. But at this point, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I've travelled all this way. I might not have ID. They might not let me in. And also, how many blind guys is he waiting for? It probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so I managed but to get my passport. he was doing his job properly. I managed so. to get my passport. I gave it. He said, I'm sorry, we can't accept this. I said, why? He says, you're David. I'm, I'm waiting for a Thomas. <laughs> um, but, uh, anyway, so he accepted that. But in the background, I can hear this man. He's talking and he's saying something like, um, they call us conspiracy theorists. <laughs> and they say that we 
you know, we're making stuff up. But it's those people don't realise it's us that have got our heads screwed on because we're looking at things differently. We're looking into things. Whereas all these other people, they're just being fed, spoon-fed by the mainstream media. (laughs) They're like sheep, essentially. And he's just talking to this bloke going, I don't know if the other bloke believed it. And he never got a word in edgeways, this other bloke that he was talking to. And he says, yeah, you know, they're they're sheep. They're just following. We we call them sheep because, you know, they're following the herd. I'm like, yeah, we... I think anyone can understand why you're calling us sheep, essentially. <laughs> we, you know, we call them this. It's, it's quite clever, actually, that we call them sheep. Um, and also, sheep are generally in flocks rather than herds, so well, maybe, joke's on you, Mr. Yeah, Man. Ah, well, there you go. You know, we've been doing our research, and there's a group of us, there's, you know, there's a group of us on the internet, and it's all about this, uh, and I've not looked this up, actually, since I've, so I don't know anything about it. We can okay. have a, maybe have a little look it up later on in the podcast. It's something like, it's called the Rockefeller Club. <laughs> it's called the Rockefeller Club, and they've been doing a lot of research. And basically, this COVID is its a smokescreen. And it's all facilitated by Facebook and Microsoft and Google. They're doing it because they want people online, and they want people scared, and they want people in their houses. Every time someone tries to speak out, they're always trying to be silenced. And that's why, because Facebook and Google have got the powers. They can just say, no, you're, not, you're off Facebook. I mean, they even tried to silence the president. <laughs> Donald Trump, they sal- oh. tried to silence... Pre- I thought, like, well, they tried to silence him after he was president. They didn't silence him while he was president. The best I know. But this is all going on, and I'm thinking, oh, I hope I'm not sharing a dorm with him. <laughs> um, anyway, I got to the dormitory, and uh, there were other people in there. Well, actually, I don't know how many people were in there. There was only one bloke who talked to me, so there might have only been one person in after all of that. Yeah. The light was on, and I got into bed and everything, and he was... He was watching a film, <laughs> but not on his headphones. He was watching a film out loud, and I don't know what the film was... We should play. I did do a little... Hang on, let me see if I can find it. I took a video of it. It was really loud. It was much louder in actuality, but because I had my headphones on, I was recording it, and it was picking it up, unfortunately, from the microphone in my headphones, which is absolutely terrible, so it does sound a little bit distant, but it wasn't. Like, in reality, it was so loud. And I'm thinking it's, it was now <laughs> half twelve, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I've got to be up at seven to get also, a... Also, tr- when you told me the light, I thought you meant, like, it was the light from his, no, from the, his screen. It's the full light. Oh, the full light is still on. We should put this on your Instagram. The full light is on and he's got the film playing and it's doing something like it's going hell, hell, hell and just this <laughs> dramatic music so let's see uh, hang on let's, here it is So, any ideas? Have you got any ideas, Ali? No, I don't recognise that at all. So, if That's anyone's so got any ideas of what that is, let us know. Oh, it's such a light room at 20 to 1 in the morning. Yeah, That's 20 to crazy. 1 in the morning. He's playing that film, and it's much louder than that sounds on the microphone there. <laughs> much louder. And he's going, hell, hell, hell. And I'm thinking, yeah, too right, mate. This is hell. Anyway, I'm not let- oh. we can't let it lie. I can't let it lie because I didn't have a bed. Thank you very much to the hotel. <laughs> but we're going to do something about it. So I've got a bit of a plan to get my revenge. Because we've done a bit of research into Britannia hotels. According to Witch magazine, mm. it's been rated the worst UK hotel chain eight years running. <laughs> And they've been taken to court numerous times with hygiene and cleanliness problems and also a number of social issues as well. December 2018, 
the Britannia Royal at Kingston upon Hull cancelled a charity reservation for rough sleepers on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day without giving a reason. The incident led to a significant escalation in general criticism against Britannia hotels, who then temporarily removed their presence from social media. There's loads of rough sleepers expecting, oh, this is where we're going to be Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. It's all being paid for, presumably, by the, the charity. And then the Britannia Hotel just decide on the day, on Christmas Eve, they just decide, no, 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 we're not having this, just turf them Mm. out onto the streets. In March 2020, Britannia Hotels attracted widespread condemnation for their response to the coronavirus pandemic. On the 19th of March, the Avimore Hotel sacked and evicted approximately 30 staff without notice or redundancy pay, leaving several homeless as a result of living in the hotel as part of their jobs. Britannia Hotels... They've done it again. Yeah. Later reversed the decision under widespread political and public pressure, but claimed that the sackings were due to an administrative error. A similar incident occurred at the Britannia-owned Pontins holiday parks, where many of the employees were living there as part of their jobs. On the 24th of March, Manchester City Council reported that Britannia hotels evicted homeless people from the two city centre hotels, Britannia Manchester and Sasha's Hotel, despite (laughs) the central government allowing hotels to continue accommodating health workers and homeless people. So they'd have been funded to have done that by the government, and Yet they just kick them out. They're just shit. Yeah. So I thought, well, it's not just about me, this. It's about all the other people who were there that night, because I don't know their stories or what happened. It's also about all the other people who've been turfed out by uh, and just ill-treated. Basically, I do have a plan. If you're listening and you're in the Manchester area or able to travel to Manchester... And you're around on Monday the 9th of August... Then get in touch. Get in touch because we're going to do a little bit... Well, yeah, should we just... We're going to do a bit of a video. I've written a song (laughs) and I think we can royally embarrass them through the medium of a comedic folk song. Because that's the way that I roll. But we'll probably look at this a bit more next week on the podcast. Yes, I think what we should do is we're going to do a video and hopefully there's going to be a lot of people who are going to get involved, lots of music. If you've got instruments and you, you can sing, and or even if you can't, just come along um, and get maybe comedians on there because this could happen to any of us if you book at Britannia Hotels, which you're not going to do ever again. So there we go. So the story is by no means over. I mean, it's over now, don't worry. We're going to move on. But yeah, there's more to be said on this. Okay. Is it time for tea? I think we need a herbal tea after this, don't we? My goodness. Oh, oh my goodness. Haven't my goodness all all the show, but as soon as herbal tea's in the offing. My goodness. My goodness comes out. (laughs) My goodness comes out. Uh, Anyway. Exactly. Right then, let's get the jingle up. (laughs) Again, that's not you for me. You give your penis some weird names, David. My goodness, you jingle. Some folks like plenty, others like tea herbally But this is the feature that reviews herbal tea verbally We'll give it a smell, we'll give it a drink And then we will tell you what we think Tea is the subject on which we will speak In our exciting feature, Herbal Tea of the Week these are cold brew teas that we're doing at the moment, so we're... Describe a cold brew tea very quickly. Yeah, today's cold brew tea... Okay, that's not describing a cold brew tea. Oh, well... Describe a cold brew okay. tea. Okay, cold brew very... tea is where you add a little bit of hot water for a couple of minutes and then you add, top it up with cold water, you shove it in the fridge and it brews cold. Okay, so that's what and we are reviewing. And we've done this for 24 hours. Why don't you tell us what we've got? Today's tea is another Birdhouse Tea Company blend. It's called Hello Sunshine. The description is this. A refreshing and energising cup of morning sunshine to help waken your spirit, clear your mind 
and boost your energy for the day. Ingredients are essential. Just what we need at half ten in the evening. Yeah, I mean, I did think we were going to do this 12 hours ago. So, Sencha green tea, yerba mate, wakame seaweed, ginger and lemongrass. What I quite like about this one, because it's got the seaweed in it, the leaves in the blend really expand and fill up quite a lot of space compared to other ones that we've done. You might be able to see that on the photo that we'll put on Instagram. Smelling it. We start with a smell. I think my smell has returned. However, I'm not getting a lot. My smell has returned and I can smell a little bit of the lemon. Yes. And the ginger. But I don't mm. think that seaweed necessarily has a big No, smell it's a very it. subtle smell, isn't it? I'll yeah. put my nose further in it. But even so, I've got my nose right in it. I'm not getting anything at all. Hardly. Yeah, so I don't think if, I can give out anything. Well, if, well, our, if, if our smell baseline is five is just neutral. Yeah, it's maybe gonna have, it might have to be that. Oh, I'm going to go for I'm six. Maybe six. I don't know. It's got something about it. Yes, I'm going to go for a six because it's nicer than neutral, actually. Yeah. I can smell a little bit. It's not powerful enough to give it any more than a six, but I think no. it's six from both of us for smell. Yep. That's a total of 12 out of a possible 20. So many, quite a few points lost there. I'm not sure if it's even possible for it to be on our leaderboard now after that, but no, it's, it's impossible. But let's just give it a taste now. Now, when it comes to taste, mm. we're talking the opposite situation mm. here. That is replete with taste. The tannins, the bitterness that you get from it. It's very bright and light and airy tasting. I always say oh. refreshing, but that's what I It is refreshing. Me. It's got a tiny sweetness about it, but mm. not any way overpowering. But that is offset beautifully by the bitterness and those tannins in the green tea. It's not overpowering in its lemon and gingeriness. It's just got a no. nice lightness seaweed. to it. Just adds an extra depth of flavour. Yeah, there's a kind of a slight saltiness there. Mm. It's just a wonderful blend of so much. It's like, oh, it's just, just bloody get some. It's <laughs> really nice. I mean, I imagine lots of people would go, oh, seaweed in a tea, not keen, but it's really mm. lovely. I'll give it two. No, um, <laughs> we're going to say our scores at the same time. Okay. So we'll go one, two, three, and then we're going to say our score. Okay. Okay, I've, I've decided. I've decided. I'm not sure, but I've decided. Yeah. One, two. The weird thing is, it's in one, two, three before we say a number. <laughs> Why don't you do A, B, C? I think one, two, three is fine. Okay. We're not, it's not going to be a one, two, or three, is no, it? it it's going to be better than that. Here okay. we go. One, two, three, eight. eight. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that bit, because that, that was quite dramatic. An eight. 16 on taste. 16 on taste. It's 12 for smells. It actually hasn't come off massively well, but it is a really nice tea. And also the smell. I mean, how important is the smell for a lot of people? So in mm. terms of taste, it's a really nice tea, and I'd really recommend it. And people yeah. might be surprised if we didn't give it more than that. But oh, I don't know. I don't and know. it is lovely hot and cold as well. We don't... You can never... I'm just going to give her... It's going to have to read her the right. <laughs> the rules. You can never, Ellie, think about what it's like hot. Well, no, I'm not thinking about that when I'm judging it. Okay. I'm basing Always it simply on the on the glass in front of me. Okay. Okay, so it gives it a total of... 28. Out of a possible 40. Very reasonable. Did we say it has to get at least 30 to qualify as a nice cup of tea? I don't remember what we... For hot teas, it's 30. What's over it saying? 30. 
So we said it had so to be. So have we not given a so nice cup of tea for Hoogly, that. apricot blossom, or some of our spring morning, or birdhouse pomegranate pearl? That means there's only two that can be under this. I don't understand. I, d- I don't know what we said about when it qualifies but as a before, nice cup of tea. Before as this, in getting is, this Binny is harsher Hill. because with the hot ones they had more oh, numbers. So yeah, description, didn't we? Yeah. Oh right, I was suddenly wondering why all of our teas, which are really and, nice, are not, are not getting, getting a nice cup of tea status as verified by our friend Binny Hill. I'm giving it a nice cup of tea. A nice cup of tea. But it is a nice <laughs> cup of tea, and the reason was because before we were doing description, so it was out of a possible 60 rather yeah. than 40, so if it didn't get above 30, so, so actually if this... If it gets over 20... If it gets over it's, 20, it's a nice... A nice cup of tea. I love the idea of... <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to just know what it'd be like if, if people haven't heard these podcasts before. I mean, they, to be honest, if you've not heard these podcasts before, the chances of them getting to this point. Yeah, hello, Robin Ince, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this could be you. You could be on this. <laughs> if um, we really plan it in advance, I could send you a packet of tea and you could do tea tasting with us. Okay, Ellie, I think yeah. we've got more comments, actually, we haven't have. we? We have. We've got some comments on Twitter about the How Do You Sign Flobberlob episode. Fee, who's one of our listeners, she says, I'm enjoying your podcast, but I'm a bit confused. Since you both have... I mean, to be honest, those things aren't mutually exclusive. If you listen to the podcast, you're going to be confused, I think it's safe to say. Yeah, she um, said, since we both had COVID, why are we still isolating? So we were staying in different rooms, weren't we? why are we isolating separately if we both yes. got COVID? Well, it's because it slightly happened at slightly different times. Yeah. So Ellie didn't have the symptoms straight away and then the next day she sort of had the symptoms so we just thought it was safer to isolate. I think we both subconsciously, we just wanted a break from each other essentially. Yeah. It was an unspoken thing. Oh, I suppose we better isolate and it's like, well, we don't have to. So I suppose it's probably for the best, isn't it? Yeah, it's if probably I, the best. Yeah, it's a bit better if I sleep on the sofa and you just stay out of my way. Exactly. <laughs> So I think that's what we decided. She also said she has lots of windows open and think my neighbours are probably wondering why I keep laughing and exclaiming. Exclaiming? Yeah. I wonder why she's exclaiming. What kind of exclamations are we talking about here, Ellie? What kind (laughs) of exclamations? You should record yourself listening to a podcast because presumably what you're saying is you've got headphones on so that people outside can't hear. I mean, if if you didn't have headphones on, then you'd be doubling our listeners. If you've got the window open, she should record herself listening to the podcast. We won't be able to hear what part of the podcast she's exclaiming about maybe we could play a special game we have to guess what she's exclaiming <laughs> to on the podcast yeah. it's time for ellie's archbishop story <laughs> so having done a bit of research on it my archbishop story is not quite the story i thought it was <laughs> ah <laughs> so my fifth great grandfather was a man called charles manners sutton and he was the archbishop of Canterbury. He was responsible for baptising Queen Victoria in 1819. And I also thought that he presided over her coronation. And her coronation went a little bit wrong because they hadn't rehearsed it. The person presiding over it missed a page, so she technically wasn't crowned and had left the cathedral, had to come back in and do that bit again. I mean, I'm wondering who Mr Page is. (laughs) And it's very... If the the clergy knew about this and everyone knew about it, it's very accepting. Yeah. Very accepting of the church. (laughs) They'd put the coronation ring on the wrong finger, so she wasn't technically crowned at that point. Then the person in charge fell over as well and fell down some steps. (laughs) And I thought that that was my fifth great-grandfather, because he was the archbishop, but he'd actually died ten years before she was crowned, so Ah. 
the the story I thought it was was not. But Amazing. My, but still, my fifth great grandfather was Archbishop of Canterbury and baptised Queen Victoria, which is still quite a cool thing. Just yes. not as good as I thought it was. Sorry. Okay, because <laughs> I knew the coronation story because you've told me that before. So I was like, yeah. I mean, it's still a good story, but it's well, no I was family for, link. I wanted to look for the. the I mean, in some ways, the though, actually, Ellie. It, but in some ways, Ellie, that's better. Yeah. Because. That person sounds like a bit of an orf. Yeah. Who put the, ring, put the ring on the wrong finger, yeah. falls over, you know, misses a page out when he's reading the thing, so it's so none of it's official, so they have to come back and do it again. He doesn't sound... I'm as, glad that that incompetence was not from my family. Exactly. I wonder what the podcast would be like if I was going out with the great, 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 great granddaughter of that archbishop. <laughs> and I bet you'd be full of mistakes and yeah. all sorts of things. Um, <laughs> unlike the podcast today. Um, so there we go, an Archbishop story. If you've got an Archbishop story that you'd like to share with us, we can maybe turn that into a feature. We could call it Underneath the Archers or... Oh, just call it The Archers. Anyway, I don't know whether we'll return to the subject we, of... We might not. I mean, there's Archbishops lots of other people that I'm related to, but Although we they don't say, have to go through all. I've read the articles on Smooth My Balls, and they say <laughs> if you want to... You, you need to arch your bishop Aww. so that you've got to... You know, you've got more... Uh, I don't know why I'm... I've, why are you fiddling with the crotch? <laughs> what I was just—I was doing that because I was just checking my notes for what I have to do next. If there's anything else I have to do, and just out the corner of my eye, there's David with both hands <laughs> On his fiddling testing. with his crotch. Well, the reason is because you know when you just—you know when you start acting things out sometimes <laughs> when you're talking about them. So because I was talking about arching my bishop, mm. I just grabbed hold of my penis and started doing it. Uh, at least I didn't say bashing me, Bishop. <laughs> uh, oh anyway, it's time for a cassette roulette. Ooh. Put your hand in my big box, pull out a cassette. We have no idea right now what's on it yet. But then we press play, we'll hear what we get. It's time to play a game we call cassette roulette. Okay, so there's two very different things on the cassette you've picked this time round, Ellie. Yeah. I think we're around about 99, 2000, something like that. But anyway, my brother decides he's going to make a prank phone call and he wants me to record it. And so he just rings up a, a random phone number. It goes to voicemail. So he uh, leaves the following voice message. I mean, it runs in the family. Comedy runs in the family, I think it's safe to say here. So this is Liam's prank phone call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, is Bob there? Well, if he has, I don't have phone me back. I've been trying to get to my laundry all week. Oh, bye. <laughs> there we go. What? Is that it, I haven't done my laundry all week? Is Bob there? Yeah. If he is, tell him to get back to me. I've been trying to get him to do my laundry all week. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but that was Liam's uh, prank phone call. I like there. that he's putting on a slightly older voice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello, is Bob there? So <laughs> <laughs> it's my brother. He'd have been 11, I think, oh. at that time. People are thinking, oh, does he have his own podcast? Get him on the podcast, David. The next thing, though, Ellie, yeah. we return. Well, we've played a few of these now on the podcast. My weird radio things, my mm. little DJing things that I do. And I've got my own jingle, as we've heard in the past. The eagle has landed. That's a jingle. <laughs> I've got loads of jingles that say David Eagle and stuff. Now, this one, again, we've heard some of the crazy mixes that I've done where I'm playing things at different speeds. There isn't any of that in this this particular one but no. I'd say in terms of presentation this is the craziest yet in terms of my what I'm saying on the microphone and I think we all know that I've been listening to a lot of when I was 14 listening to a lot of the radio on rap show with Tim Westwood mm. we're very much aware of that because of what we've heard on the other cassettes and I think I'm kind of adopting a Tim Westwood style with this but it's a cross I would say between Tim Westwood and someone who enjoys punning 
<laughs> I'm a punning Tim Westwood type of character. Here's some of me doing a, a bit of a radio show to nobody in my bedroom at the age of 14. Guess what? The eagle has we're ready to go wild tonight hopefully uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right we're ready you don't get that with tim westwood okay we're ready to go wild tonight you get that you don't get yeah we're ready to go wild tonight hopefully hopefully <laughs> hopefully, we'll, hopefully we'll go wild um <laughs> All right, then we're ready to go wild tonight. Hopefully, then it's a Friday night. It's just gone 10 o'clock. We're going to keep the noise down. Turn it down. <laughs> we're, we're not going to turn it up. We're going to keep the noise down. I just said earlier, we're going to turn it to the max. And now I've gone, yeah, it's a Friday night. Actually, it's 10 o'clock. So um, we better be respectful so actually, we should probably turn the noise down a little yeah. bit. Uh, <laughs> With the first bit, after the David Eagle has landed, was it David Eagle is blind or flying? No, live. Oh, live. <laughs> David Eagle Live. I thought it was David or Eagle's it, Blind. Or is it David Eagle Live? Blind, 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 blind. The max. We're going to turn the volume up in the max. Eagle, one more time in the mix tonight. I don't know why I'm putting on a weird brummy accent. Put the volume up to the max. Eagle, one more time in the mix tonight. Alright, then we're ready to go wild tonight. Hopefully, then it's a Friday night. It's just gone 10 o'clock. We're gonna keep the noise down. Turn it down, just a notch. Join in at home. Join in at home? <laughs> Do it. What they do? Turn Turning it, it down. Turn it down. Yeah, you turn it down as well at your end. <laughs> we know that uh, Fee's listening to it, and uh, we don't want the neighbours complaining. Turn it down, Fee. <laughs> Let's go. One, two, three, four. I, I really hope, yeah. I really, really hope that you play this at our wedding when it gets to like 10 this o'clock. Could be, this could be, our first, it could be our first dance. You're keeping your first dance a bit late, aren't you? Yeah. It's 10 o'clock, everybody. Turn it down a notch. <laughs> David uh, Eagle, David Eagle. Blind, blind, blind. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I've just segued from We're going to keep it wild tonight yeah. One, two, three, here we go And then I just got hi everyone And then just start playing Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel <laughs> I love the fact that it just How I cut it off Hi everyone <laughs> I sound like I'm high I'm going wild tonight. <laughs> One, two, three, four. What? Why there did you ain't no more. I tried to keep counting. And also, what was I counting? Because it didn't come in. <laughs> I think I was only going One, two, three, four. There ain't. But it didn't. It didn't. It was just silence. I don't know why I keep counting. One, two, three, four. There ain't no more. <laughs> There's Eminem coming up on the way. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome along. 
That was, I don't know who it was. So there you go. <laughs> anyway, to continue the dance now on a Friday night, here is Fragma and Talker's Miracle. For crying out loud! You don't, now I got the wrong song. I played the wrong song, but I love the fact you don't get Tim Westwood playing the wrong song. Oh, for crying out loud! Come on, Tim! For heaven's sake! With a bit of sh- oh, for crying out loud! Here is Fragma and Talkers and Miracle. Put your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. Everybody in the place shout yeah! Everybody in the place shout yeah! Did you? Did you have many friends when you were a teenager? <laughs> of you when you're 14 <laughs> just sitting in your room maybe your friends have actually gone out and have done something they're all you're... having sleepovers and stuff no, and no, I'm in the house turning it down just <laughs> a notch but, but you have to one two three four but imagine me at a party and I just keep get your hands on the volume just turn it down okay well you turn it down because I want to go one two three four turn it back up again put your hands in the air wave them like you just don't care everybody in the place shout yeah everybody in the place shout yeah <laughs> David E with a fragment and I talk with Miracle tonight. He's a bit of Alice DJ just for your delight. I'm mixing fine in the area, and I, I am not mixing fine. I should get a, I should get a mixing fine. <laughs> oh my god! That's terrible oh. mixing. Mixing fine in the area tonight, then. Why am I counting? I just keep counting. One, two, three. Now I've got up to nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh dear me! <laughs> this is like some sort of self-awareness. Oh is it that point? My, my 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 subconscious. Is, what are you doing, David? Oh dear me! <laughs> well, you can tell it's all off the, off the spot. You know what I mean? It's no script or anything. You know what I mean? It's just just thrown together. We can tell, young David Eagle. <laughs> Like, I'm just doing all this stuff with her in that sort of style of like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Well, and then you suddenly go, well, as you can tell, you it's know. just, I'm not, I'm just not making it up as I go along, to be honest. It's off the spot, you know what I mean? There's no script or anything, you know what I mean? It's just, just thrown together. With a bit of sash and a, um, a lunty. I did empty. That's what I've just said, mate. That's what I've just said. Don't come here. Stop it with me now. I say this is Alalante. You say it's Alalante as well. You're repeating me. I don't like being repeated. Thank you very much. You know, I won't even play for that. He's, a, he's another the song. What is wrong with you? You weirdo. How did Asia? Just going, I'll try mixing on a stage here with this. It's got to work with something. 
One more time there for Watergate. Heart of Asia. Took her out. It was a Friday night. I woke alone. Get- it is Friday, actually. We now Phil Collins. <laughs> that was Blink 182. What? Coming up. ATB oh. and on the beach a nice summery song for all you summery people. She calls out to the man I would really like you to redo this as one of your David Eagle in the mix, but you have yeah. to use these all the songs, songs but in mix this them, order. Actually, maybe try and add mix some them other little bits. Yeah. To see whether it is possible to mix all these songs yeah. in together. And I would allow you to drop some other little samples of other bits to help smooth the transition, but the I love main the idea of, of like Blink 182 into, into Phil, Phil Collins, Collins somehow. This song for all you summery people. She calls out to the man on the street. Oi! <laughs> Just remind you, this is a song. Oh. This is a song about a homeless woman. (laughs) Very apt for today's podcast. (laughs) Ow. I knew you were going to say ow. Good. If not a fair succeed, try and try again. There you go, a little sample there for you with ATB, just getting your <laughs> ATB fans there jumping up on the floor, dancing round with joy on the beach with ATB. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> why you want me to, to not fancy you anymore? <laughs> is that why you're playing this? You. Are you trying to put me <laughs> off you knowing that this is what you used to be? Why you posse to the crew? You know what to do. Did you just say posse or I said posse. Okay. But the thing is, I don't think I quite understand what posse means because I kept, I said wind your posse to the crew. Yeah. It's ATB. That's why I was checking. And a little what bit later on, I'll be saying posse in the wrong way as well. Okay. But I'm definitely saying posse. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. In fairness, Tim Whistle talks a lot of nonsense, but it makes him seem like an absolute master, doesn't it? Why are you posse to the crew? This is DGB, you know what to do. Hey, hey, hey. On the beach. On the beach. That's right, you can hear that guitar warming up there. We're going to get. I wish we were videoing this just so that you could. We could show the listeners. My oh, rage expression. That's right, you can hear that guitar warming up there. We're going to get a few cool melodies <laughs> from the ATB. Take it away, guitar man. <laughs> melodies. I know we're not married yet, but I'm seriously considering a divorce right now. This is... <laughs> what? Why did you posse down? What does it mean? Oh, dear. Why did you down? Ball selector, ball selector. Oh, my God. Oh my god. <laughs> Friday night. 
right. Two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Boss Wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't, you know what I don't like this song, right? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna punch the person who sings it. Ready? Right, I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> What's weird about it is, it's kind of a mix of like bit cringy kind of comedy. Oh, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Yeah. Oh, pull. And then, like, and jokes about the songs. And then, and then kind of like, wang your pussy, wang your pussy, wang your pussy down. If hey. you don't like it, hey. why are you hey. still No, I think I do like I don't mind this. It's not, okay. It was a joke, wasn't it? Okay. It was a joke about, because it went, Hua, poo. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I was think the... I don't know this song, so. Well, you can hear it, though. Yeah. You know what, I don't. You know what, I don't like this song, right? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to punch the person who sings it. Ready? Right, I'm going to punch you. Hey, 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 Your hey, timing is amazing, hey, 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 Oh, I hope your neighbours enjoyed that feat. Should we end with a bit of podcast roulette? So this is all the clips on Shuffle. This is all the, <laughs> the files that we've played on the podcast. This is all the clips. They're still in the podcast folder. And whatever happens, we end with that sound clip. So thank you very much for listening. From me, David Eagle. And me, Ellie Skinner. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> that was the sound of Ellie Skinner blowing your nose. <laughs> And every time I say, please don't put it in, and now you're doing it extra. <laughs> I Goodbye. Thought we, I thought we weren't going to talk about that. You tell me how to put it in. It's a very personal thing, and we're going to, we're going to go and see a counsellor about that. Um, <laughs> goodbye. Bye. I don't care what they say. No, it's a good job. I try to think what they'll say after this. Will we still retain our five-star rating after that, Ellie? Who knows? We'll find out. Whose nose? It was your nose. We've done that. There it is. Anyway, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> we'll go in this time for definite. Ellie's already put... Ellie's... I'm Ellie's... packing up the headphones. And I'm still doing a podcast. I've been inspired by my 14-year-old <laughs> self. I said what? Here's a little bit of Phil Collins. Go on, everyone. Turn, it, turn this one up to the max. Unless it's, unless it's getting on a bit. In which case, turn it down a bit. Think twice. <laughs> Should have thought twice before doing some of this. Right. <laughs>